understand that there's so much to life, whether you're the CEO or the janitor. Given everything you do at 150% will change your mindset and your perception of what you're doing. Hey, Tim Rexy with the Now or Never podcast. This week's special guest, we're bringing back Nick Langer. That's right, BR Physique's baby rhino. We're going to jump right into the topics and questions you guys messaged in, and we're going to get with the real real today. It's not going to happen. Uh, welcome to the Now or Never podcast, all things entrepreneur, People who take life and just kick it square in the ass with my special guest, Nick Langer, Baby Rhino, BR Physiques, the man himself. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, see, that's what we need. We need, we need that, we need that horn. We need that horn. I'm telling you. Uh, so today's episode, we're going to touch on a few topics. We actually took some questions in on from online, from on Instagram, actually, and everybody sees, babe, you know, BR Physiques. They're like, I'm going to ask a bunch of bodybuilding questions. This is about business. This is about your life. This is about taking control. We might touch on a topic or two that pissed Nick off just for fun to see him get riled up, but um, that's a lot of this podcast is, is just uh, is taking control of your life, whether it be in business, whether it be in life in general, and just kicking it square in the ass, which is why it's my tagline in every damn episode. And, uh, one we're going to we're gonna touch on, I do these uh, videos for a lot of you guys who don't follow me on Instagram, follow Timothy D. Rexius, please. Um, uh, call Keep Me Real Rexius. Shameless and usually plug. it's shameless plug. Um, <laughs> and when my daughter, my 12 year old daughter, records me, we're driving to dance because it's always a shit show of a drive. I've always been pissed off at least once during the week, and she gets to record me doing it. And does, does dance practice get you riled up or what? Uh, yeah. You okay. know, my dream of being a ballet dancer is over. Apparently, something with my hips. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so, um, but you know, yesterday and the week, the week before, two weeks before, I talked about not being a victim. And last week is about respect. And a couple comments came in, and I'm going to get your touch on this, that I firmly believe that the whole thing, respect needs to be earned as bullshit. I think every person inherently has my respect regardless of, of who you are, what creed you come from, what job you have, how, money you, how, mu- how much money you make, doesn't matter. You have respect. You mm-hmm. are valued. You are important. Um, you know, whether or not you're in my trust is a different ballgame. Correct. But respect is something you give, and, and, and it's also about being a victim. Is it going to come into play the same thing? I guess let's start. What's your take on respect? Like, what, do you feel the same, or do you feel differently? So I look at it this way. Respect, everybody has my respect until they break my respect. Yeah. Right? And everybody has... Everybody has um, me looking at them and, and understanding that we're all individually very, as snowflakey as it sounds, unique. Yes. And are able to achieve things that, you know, you could never even imagine. We're all able to do that. Yeah. If, you've, if you're honing your craft and doing the best you possibly can with the gifts you've been given, right? Yeah. And I respect everybody for what they are and who they are. And doesn't matter what race you are or what gender you are, doesn't matter, Right. Everybody has the ability to achieve greatness, whatever that might be. Now, if you come at me and you break my trust or you come at me and you make it so that I shouldn't respect you, then I'm not going to respect you. Yeah. But that's a given. I mean, yeah, definitely. Everybody just deserves respect no matter how you look at it. And I I guess in my video I said, like, oh, your kindergarten teacher was right. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Right. Tell my kids that, and I guess maybe as a parent, and you know this as a parent, like especially when they're at that developmental age, like it's like, no, seriously, don't punch me in the face. Right. Because yeah. you want me to punch you in the face? Like right. it just starts out basic, and then it goes to treating, because like when your kids get in school, you're like, last thing you want is your kid to get bullied. Right. And even more so, 
have your kid be the bully. Right. So all those things play. And, and 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 the guy was very very honest with me this morning on, on the video. He's like, I disagree. I'm like, could you please tell me why? And it wasn't a respect thing based on income, which that would have made me fly off the handle and yeah. be like, yeah, that doesn't mean shit. Um, but it was because, you know, it, people get jaded. You know, they haven't been given the respect, so they're sick of showing respect. And I totally understand where you're coming from. And I said, listen, you can't let the actions of other people determine the person you're going to be or the man you want to become. Because then they win. They have the power. It's bullshit. You can't. You have a choice every day how you want to react to every situation and to be kind. And to be kind to people is a great karmatic way of living life. Mm -hmm. At the same point, that plays into the victimhood. And not saying he was being a victim. I'm saying that previously I I had, had a rant on victimhood. And... Listen, we all have some shit. We all have baggage. You do, I do. God knows I do. I have so much bad shit happen to me. And I, I when I did the Ferrochi podcast and got to hear his story, we all do. Yeah. Like you and I have turned our victimhood shit as power to f- drive us into businesses that are successful, into bodybuilding careers and coaching and all these other things. I've used it as fuel. Right. But sitting around being pissed off saying, well, because this person did this shit to me for the rest of my life, I'm not going to show people kindness or respect. That's bullshit. It's an excuse. Correct. Do you agree? I agree. I, I, and this is the thing. I think people don't understand that everybody goes through failure. Yeah. Everybody fucks up. Everybody yeah. has stuff that happens in their life that's going to destroy them or tear them down. The biggest difference is when you take a failure and turn it into something positive, mm-hmm. right? And when you learn from that and actually create something out of that, instead of sitting there being like, oh, this happened to me. I shouldn't do anything further from that, right? So I look at it this way. So I'll, I'll give you a personal experience here. <clears throat> if I'm dealing, let's say I have a client that I work with. And I can tell you straight up, I fuck up sometimes. It is yeah. what it is. You can ask Cody. I, I put him in a sauna for like two hours to make him make a weight. <laughs> it happens, right? Yeah. But the thing is, is that every single circumstance that I've come to where I've failed with a client, and I have, I look at it as a learning experience. It, it teaches me what not to do in the future to be successful in the future. Mm-hmm. We all have to go through that. And anybody that tells, they haven't, tells you that they haven't failed or that they, they're making great success in everything they do, they're fucking lying. Oh, yeah. Always, right? So, I mean, I look at it this way. It's it's not so much the fact of, you know, can you can you not have failure? It's the fact of can you overcome? What well, is? And I, I think a lot of people, and I, what I get from people is I'm like, you don't understand what's at risk. Oh, no, we no. do. Yeah. Like, I understand that it could cause a complete financial reversal. Mm-hmm. I understand it could cause bankruptcy. Your family has to deal with it for the next seven to ten years. Yep. I understand all those things. And we do. We've been there. Right. Like, and, and do you guys think we're fucking up? Well, he fucked up a little bit, but they don't know. No, we get it. Like, Nick and I trusted Facebook and Instagram polls that some of you people fill out. Yes. We talked about this once. <laughs> like, you know, we're, okay, if we expand the gym, we're taking on another $5,000 a month in, in this expenditure. And I'm like, it was a lot. You know, I'm right. like, we're going to spend twenty five dollars or $30,000 rehabbing this side of the gym, another $20,000 in equipment. We're going to build this daycare. We're going to buy. In the back here, you see your sound panels. These little blue things, right? We spent, oh, we have four of them, $500 on this, just that. Because we want to make sure all these kids we're going to have sign up from these Instagram polls. You all said you'd sign up a membership. If we got a daycare, we're like, okay, cool. We got the best software, the printers, the whole works, all the safety features. And these kick-ass sound panels, make sure you, you guys couldn't hear them when you're on the cardio equipment. And <clears throat> seven of you signed up yeah. over six months. And we're going 1500 to 2000 in the whole per month while that's going on. Thinking, okay. Let's give it to this time. Let's give it to this time. So finally, Nick one day, and I was avoiding it. Like, I knew it was in the hole, but I didn't want to know how much. Yeah. And Nick's like, okay, we fucked up. I'm like, yeah, we, we, okay, we it's fucked like, up. It's he, goes, like, he goes, how much did we fuck up? <laughs> give me a minute. 
And so I did some math. I'm like, okay, we're about 15, 20 grand in the hole in the operations. We're about, it's a $45,000 loss. So we close tomorrow? Yeah, we're closed tomorrow. It was just, we had to tell everybody like, hey, we're sorry. People signed up. We'll give your money back, whatever. And we just had to admit like that was a major hole. The only benefit, we got a little bit of a tax write-off right. of shit we still have to pay in. Right. But that was it. It was a major fuck-up. And, and contrary to belief, neither one of us are rich. No. That was a huge mess-up. But we just, but you know, that's why, if you all want to know why we don't do polls on Facebook or Instagram anymore as to what we're going to add into the gyms. because be why. Sorry, most of you guys are full of shit. So um, just being honest, like yeah. that that's something that, you know, we took it square in and it sucked. But it, we thought, okay, let's just do what we do well. Right. And that's have cool-ass shit. Heavy ass equipment, bump that music, stuff nobody else has got, more turf, sure sounds good. So we spent last weekend tearing walls down and yep. adding crap in, figuring out as we go. But we just turned lemons into lemonade for lack of a better description. But if you guys think we're talking about just a little mistake, no, that was a big, big fucking, fucking mistake. mistake. I think you guys yeah. should add like a um, a hot tub. No, no, okay, hold on, no, hold on. No. Let me touch Don't on this. Let me touch on this shit. <laughs> because this is this is something that Pisses me off. Okay, so I've had multiple people ask about a hot tub. <laughs> multiple, right? And the thing that I don't want in our gym is a fucking hot tub for two reasons. Number one, we're a 20... I have, I have 10 reasons, but go ahead. Okay, but number one, we're a 24-hour access gym. Yes. Right? So anybody can come in at any time, and some dumbass is going to get in there and pass out and drown. That'd yes. be one. one. Number two is some dumbass is going to get the courage to get naked and have sex in our hot tub. Don't call yep. me a dumbass. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yep. So someone's going to have sex in the uh, hot I tub. I get a random message on Facebook. The videographer that comes in the gym, yeah, he's in his birthday suit in the hot tub. <laughs> and he's got a bottle of bourbon in his hand. Right? And he's, he's looking over at me just winking. I don't know what to do right I now. I don't know what to do right now. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, sir. He He's aggressive. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> so, uh, but th- th- it is. Like, people like have these great suggestions. And. And I get it. They're coming out of a place of usage for them. Right. At the same point, like, guys, come on now. Right. Like, really? Like- well, and I think this brings us to a good point. So in business, this is something that we need to learn. This is something that we've learned and yes. something that we've kind of, again, made a big fucking mistake and paid a lot of money for is the fact that you have to stay good at what you're good at. Yes. You have to capitalize on what you're good at and just blow it out of the fucking water. Well, and I, I think we all saw things and we're, we're aggressive. We're like, okay, I want a little bit of this, I want a little bit of that. And it's a saying that um, my old my old uh, CEO gave me, the old company, don't try to be everybody's everything. Mm-hmm. Try to be somebody's something. Right. Get your niche and kick ass at it. I think that that's been a thing when we were all at Rexius together and yep. in Iron Heaven, I've got my poise now. I'm like, quit trying to be just good at 50 things and just find find five things and kick ass at it. Right. I think that's everybody's book because everybody thinks I have to be good at everything. I have to be the Amazon of my niche to get rich. Right. Well, one, because you're doing it to get rich. Yeah. And there is no get rich quick scheme. No, no. That's ever worked. No. Um, and, well, and, and this goes to a point that you always make is your biggest investment in your company should be the people that are in your company, right? Absolutely. And so it's one of those things of like, I'm not good at fucking social media. I mean, I'm be honest with you. This is true. Right? So I've got, <laughs> I hire somebody to do social media for me. Tell me what to do. Give me a list. I'll fucking execute. You know it just as well. There's many things that I can do. If I'm given a list, I can do it, right? But I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to be great at social media. I'm not going to be great at um, books. We know that. I don't, I don't do books. I don't, I don't mess with it. I'm just like, hey, you know what? Take it to somebody else that can actually look at it. I'll take a look at it. I'll dive into it every once in a while just to see that everything's going in the right direction. Yeah. But it's not my expertise. Sure. 
And so in business, we have to take a little bit of humility and let people do the best that they can and what they're good at. Oh, yeah. And let them capitalize in those in those positions. I, oh, I agree. It's it, and it's it's funny the guys who've done work for us before. I'm like, okay, what do you suggest? Like, well, what do you guys want? I go, no, 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 no. It's great working with me and Nick because we're both like, listen, you're a plumber. I can do some of it, but when you do your job out, you won't see me around. Right. I I'll hire you to do a job. You do your job. I yep. figure you're an expertise. Like me trying to hang drywall. You don't want this to happen. Mm-hmm. It's an art form. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't want to do it. I'm horrible at it. It looks like a third grader did it. Like it's an art form. Like, I don't. I'm not going to look over your shit. I hear professionals do their job. Right. And I, I, that's why I don't micromanage anybody. Right. Like I think it's pointless. Yep. Otherwise, I just make, make more. I try to do more of it my damn self. You know. And that's. I think that's where a lot of business relationships come down to. Like, okay, what 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 do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And that's that's why I think I get people like, why did you bring in business partners to this, that, or the other thing? Did you need? If I go, well, yeah, financially, it's always beneficial. Mm-hmm. And in the end of the day, it's because I. I know things I'm good at and things that I'm not. And if somebody else wants to give as much a shit as you do, that's when you decide to have a partner. And like, I think equal partnerships are the absolute best way to go about anything because mm-hmm. otherwise it's, you really should an employee that has a couple shares. You know, it's like working for Berkshire Hathaway and having one share, like not really get a vote. Right. So it doesn't, right. but I think I like, that's what I like about partnerships. I think that makes them, that's what makes the world turn on that stuff. And you know, that's, um, we'll jump into a couple of questions here just from came in on social. Uh, again, I have a lot of you guys asking for lifting advice. Uh, that's not what this podcast is. <laughs> we used to do one called Bro Migos in the we morning, did. live on that Tuesdays. Was fun. It was a blast, but we were doing it only from the Rexius from Instagram, and I realized that that probably wasn't the best place for it. No, you know, it, listen. Here's one for you guys: message into us if you would like us to bring back some form of Bro Migos. Maybe me, Nick, maybe Guff, Guffy. Bring in Guff. Guffy. He's good for uh, yeah. entertainment, um, and he's horrible on camera. When he, but well, he's getting better. He's getting better. He just gets nervous. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? What's his uh, Cody Guffy? Guffy. Um, oh, make yeah, sure yeah, you put. Yeah. I stuttered his last I think last he's a manager at your I, store he's, or he's subpar, something? Subpar. Oh, okay. Incredibly cool. average. Yeah. Um, and, and he got so mad his last podcast, I stuttered his name, and he's like, just cut my testicles right off. I'm like, <laughs> now I'm going to do it every podcast. It's so great. So, Cody Guffy, if you're listening, that that's you. That's anyway, his intro. <laughs> intro every time from here on. Yes. So... Actually, his question comes, why... Isn't he's gonna quit? He's not. He's not gonna quit. <laughs> he's just not gonna um, quit. But you know, maybe if you guys want us to do another one just on bodybuilding and training or something, we go live. We can do it on YouTube. I'm totally cool doing that. Message in, let us know because it's a lot of these questions. You guys follow me. That's it. So pretty much every question um, that was sent it, to me it, was it, that it, way. His so, yeah. was, "Why isn't Nick as cool as your other business partner?" Also, tell him I'm better at him at the old job. Um. <laughs> so, uh, first off, I'm going to say, uh, numbers speak for themselves as far as the old job. <clears throat> um, and, uh, and second, um, the cooler than part, I feel like that's debatable. So I'm just saying De- debatable. Yeah. Debatable. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to a real question. Yeah, I'm a master debater. So <laughs> master debater. You yeah. are. Yeah. Um, how did you find the courage to risk it all to start your own business? Words of advice. Okay. So, so this I was is actually in the, a fun I was one. in this before you. Yeah. And so I'll let you jump because okay. it was for me, I was at the point in my career we started Iron Heaven where I'm already risky. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. It was a big risk. But yeah. you for you first time, because it's Well, so I'll I'll take this way back when I decided to go independent as a trainer. Because yeah. that's I have a lot of people that are trainers that that follow me and, and talk to me all the time. Talk about going independent and being scared by it because obviously when you go from a big box gym to being independent you know, you're looking at the fact that instead of getting fed clients, now you got to work for your clients. Yeah. You got to bring your clients to you, uh, and you got to build your business in that that direction. 
And so anyways, what I would say is this. Um, I honestly think that majority of people that can be entrepreneurs are kind of born with it. Yeah. You've almost got like a gut feeling that what you're doing is the right thing. Yeah. Right. And when I look at it, I look at the aspect of what am I passionate about? What do I want to do and what do I want to um, help other people achieve? And it was kind of one of those things of like, it just felt right. It, it just, it just felt right. And as much as like, I was scared about the fact that I providing for my family and I was scared about the fact of how much debt we were going to put ourselves into and you yeah. know, shit that still comes up every day. It's still oh. one of those things that you're still thinking about every day. Oh, yeah. Right. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, I was having a conversation with my wife about this and it was one of those things where my wife looked at me and she goes, I don't want you to go back to doing something you fucking hate every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would much rather us figure this out along the way and make things work. And if you're doing something that you're passionate about and you love, the money's going to be there. If you're there actually helping people and caring about people and taking the actions to help everyone else around you, the money's going to come. Money is a side effect of, of good karma like we've talked about. Money is a side effect of making sure that you're treating people the right way and helping them achieve what they want to achieve. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. I think it's, it comes down to a wealth issue for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, okay, well, when am I going to finally make that money? And I, I put this post up on my Instagram story yesterday because I, 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 I read lots of random articles. Warren Buffett. Omaha's own, one of the most wealthy men in the entire world, Berkshire Hathaway, CEO and founder and all those things, made 99% of his worth after the age of 50. So if you're putting this goal out because you see, you know, the Zucks and Jeff Bezos do all this crazy, knock it off. To the point two percent It is. And even yeah. Warren Buffett, who is the top 0.001%, made 99% of his wealth after the age of 50. So stop your shit. Right. I, so I say the same thing with people like, and I get there's different stages of life. You already have kids. You already have that mortgage. And understand, in my, in my opinion, that is indentured servitude in today's society. Mm-hmm. They want you buried under debt because it makes you more docile and you have to behave in a, accordingly to what the government or society tells you you have to do. Correct. You have the college debt they're racking you up with. You get that first mortgage, which right now is just stupid Still high for a starter home. You're buying $40,000 cars on leases for your first car and all this dumb shit. And now you're, 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 you're a slave to the system because you can't make moves and you can't do things because you can't afford to not make that payment. Right. Which means your standard of living is so much higher. Right. You're necessary. allows you, keeps you from doing those things. But let's, let's, let's point on that real quick, yeah. real quick here. If you really want to do something you're passionate about, quit buying stupid shit. Damn straight. That's it. I had it's this, the easiest I, thing. I had, had a video on that. Like People spend so much time working jobs they hate to buy shit they don't really need to impress people they don't really like. Right. Because society tells you have to or your parents did or your, right. or your brother or your asshole neighbor or whatever. Like, let it go. Yeah. Quit caring whether people think of you is step one. Yep. And step two, like quit spending over your means. So like I have a guy that I'm like, listen, like we're doing these franchise plans. He's got a kid or two. He's looking at it. He's like, well, this is what I make now. I said, I don't care what you make now. Yeah. What do you need to pay all? All the overhead in your life, I want you to sit down, make a budget, and tell me. Mm-hmm. Comes back, says $24,000. I can live, I can pay at $24,000. I really narrow it down, I go, okay, let's add 10%. At 2400 he's a wife. He's an extra 200 bucks a month for incidentals because shit throws up. Mm-hmm. So at $26,400 is what you need when you put that into your business plan and you base everything off of that. You're going to have a month where you make five extra grand. And you're going to have a month where you go 2400 in the hole. So let's base in a little line of credit for those. And let's keep your individual life. Daughter all of a sudden 
has to have a tooth pull, there's a hundred bucks or right. whatever. These things happen. I go, we're going to be, I go, really, I need to know. So if you come at me and say, my minimum required in life is going to be 49.8 to start a retail store, I'm going to tell you to find something else to do. Yep. Because it's never going to happen. No. Guys, I mean, I'll be straight with you. Like, you've heard me talk in these podcasts. I went from a chemical, like, I made my first six figure income when I was 23 years old. I had no idea about taxes or any of that shit. So my first year, I'm 24 years old. I had a baby on the way. Just put my down payment on my first home. I'm like, yeah, I'm rolling in. I'm going to make like 150K that year. Gross. I was an independent contractor. I didn't know about LLCs. And you guys will hear me tell you, everybody needs a side hustle and everybody's an LLC. But I didn't know. I go to the tax guy. He goes, hey, you did pretty well. We were able to write all this stuff off because of the home and da, da, da. I'm like, okay. He goes, tax bill's not that bad, 9,800. I go, 9,800 what? He goes, you would pay the feds. I didn't have state taxes, South Dakota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I threw up in the trash can <laughs> in Cheating Charlie's office. That was his name. Because you were, because you were, you were, you were, you know, making 150 grand, but you were spending 150. I grand. was spending 150 <laughs> grand because I'm an idiot, yeah. and I was buying a new car every year, losing about 10,000 in equity off the shock. So I was driving 80,000 miles a year. Like I didn't know shit. So I got a payment plan. By the time I paid off, the next year's taxes are due. Yep. Now I owe 14. By the time I pay that off, next year's tax is 22. I had no idea. It was just a compounding thing and locked me down. So when I say, like, I had two kids, ass loads of debt, lost my lost my house. I was actually in foreclosure. Shit you not. 2010, when I'm like, fuck it. Left my job making gross well over $200,000 a year to pay myself 31 2 15 bucks an hour, mm-hmm. to start Rexy's Nutrition. I just wasn't a lie. Mm-hmm. I said, well, fuck it. I'm already broke. I might as well be happy and broke because I was in that much debt. I'm like, listen, I ain't got it. (laughs) So I was at such an extreme after the recession had begun that I was like, fuck it. I I was at a point where I was like, how much worse can it really get? So I understand when you guys are calling in, you want to know about this risk, this advice. You just got to figure out the overhead in your life. If your overhead really is 49.8, you need to talk to your spouse. If you're single, then you guys need to figure out where you can cut off. Get rid of that car. Consolidate that credit card debt. Snowball the debt. Figure it out. Get your means below 40K, if possible, on one individual income yep um and and then we can make some work because that's not unheard of right you know but if you're a single person and your required minimum is 49 you're full of shit mm-hmm. um and i'm like let's, let's look at your budget yeah. you know because like i i remember i mean i lived off some really little money when i was in my 20s and 30s and i get it we all have bills and if you're asked as a critic like i can help out with the but you got to figure that crap out and so and that's where the courage comes in. Like, you're going to take a leap. There's no guarantee you no. will fall. But that's also the greater the risk, the greater reward. And that's why I don't have a problem with how much money people make if they're in small business, if they're in self-employed, because you've taken a risk with no safety net. I don't think there should be a limit on how much you make. But I think that also comes down to the fact of the personality of the person. Like, sure. I, I look at it this way. It's one of those things of, are you going to actually, when the time is tough and you've got to pay a bill, are you going to get off your ass and work? Or are you going to sit down and lay, lay down and well, put yourself in the debt. It is, and I've seen a lot of people lay down. Right. I feel a lot of people who already took the risk and realized how hard it was yeah. and how much work, you, how much time, and how many guarantees, and they're not going to come in right away, literally lay down. I'm dealing with it right now. Well, and, th- and that's the thing is, is if we look at it, business, health, all of it, all of this stuff is structured in a, in a manner that's supposed to be um, slowly accumulating, right? Yeah. Everything is not, you're not getting success overnight. You're not going to lose 60 pounds overnight. You're not going to change eating habits overnight. None of this shit happens overnight, right? And I think the biggest issue is that people don't understand that to be successful, whether it's in bodybuilding or whether it's in um, business or whatever it might be, it takes time. It takes, it takes you understanding that this is a 
five, 10, 15 year process, not a fucking overnight process. But it, it comes down to his choice. I started out with a choice. I'm going to do this. And people understand that that's not just that one big dramatic moment. It's a choice you have to make right. every day, several times a day, that I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to stop. Nothing's going to get in my way. The naysayers will only fuel my rage to do this. Right. And it just and it is. I understand that a lot of you guys probably are wired for this, but you're scared. Yep. And that's normal. If you think that we did these things without any fear, you're fucking you're wrong. out of your mind. Yeah. They're the type of people that want to get on the roller coaster and fill their nuts going to their stomach, black for lack of a better term, to push that edge. That's the rush I get when I do this shit. Now understand, I have six kids to feed. I'm, I have alimony pills. I have a lot of fucking bills. And so, yeah, doing another gym, doing an expansion, doing more stores, doing companies, VHI. It's risky as shit even now. I mean, it's, it is, but I believe in myself enough. I know at the end of the day, no matter what it is, it comes down to hard work. Yeah. It always will. And yep. I will, and I like to fucking work. So, I'm not, I'm not, I don't do these things blindly either. Right. I do my due diligence. And I guess what we've learned is that we're doing a bit more research that an Instagram or Facebook poll does not suffice <laughs> for market research for Especially business decisions. Especially a $50,000 decision. I'm telling you, the hot tub is a great idea. It's a oh, horrible God. idea. Not if it was fucking free. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll go get a kiddie pool yeah. at Walmart. I'll yeah. throw it in the back warehouse and I'll yeah. put boiling water. Hey, that, actually, you know what? That yeah. hot water that comes out of the hose in the closet, that's actually really hot. That's really it's we, really got you, we, got we got you, bro. We got you. We got you. So um, <laughs> sweet. And so that that that's my word I'm of advice. Bringing my friends. <laughs> You're right. gonna have to put your head down and blow your own bubbles, though. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's too easy. That's too easy. So best thing is write down, see what your minimums are, see what it, see what you want to go into, see where that. There's a lot of research, and ask people like us. Ask like I, I help every one of my franchisees write their business plans yep. because I have a lot of experience doing it. And they're like, oh my, you're gonna do yes. That's my job. It's not just to get you into a franchise that sells a lot of supplements and kicks ass is to teach you how to be a businessman or woman right. to actually go through and cut the bullshit and say, okay, listen, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't sign that lease, but I would sign this one. Mm-hmm. Well, this is prettier. Yeah, I know, but I'm telling you right now, this is where I put my money because it'll save you a thousand dollars. And I know that you can go make up that thousand dollars with your name and a handshake more than that location is going to bring all these things that I've just learned over the years. And it's just coming down. You got to write it all on paper, get all your due diligence. And even understand you can do all the due diligence. There's still no guarantee. Correct. And so, you know, like my own wife, like it, it's like right now, like, Hey, we're going hard to paint. Going hard in the paint first year, she took off, got to help all the companies. It was awesome. We work at the gyms and we took a major cut in pay. My wife is, I can't afford her. She's, uh, I don't mean like that. Ah. I mean that she makes, she made good money. She had great benefits. And for a family of eight, a small company, the monthly premium for just from shit health insurance is $2,000 a month. Mm -hmm. That's a shitload. And oh, after a year, I'm like, she's like, okay, I gotta go back on a professional field. She did. So she still runs the accounting for all the companies. She's doing it while doing another job. That's baller status. So understand if you're married and you're trying to you know, plan this out, your advice is you gotta be on the same page. Yep. I've told that, and you've heard me have these conversations with potential franchisees. Is your spouse or your significant other on the same page? Because yep. it's a team, it takes a village. Well, and it's, it's your community. It is. Everybody, I mean, it, this is the thing. Anytime that you're trying to reach a goal, no matter what that might be, whether it's business or whatever, what really matters is the people that are around you. If you have an environment of naysayers, or you have an environment of people around you that can't get behind you on what you're doing. Even if, even if I look at you and I'm like, you're fucking stupid for doing this. But he, I, I'm all good for it. He has told me this yes. before. <laughs> that's, that's the thing though. It's still one of those things of, you know, you still have to have that support behind you. And if you don't have it, especially from your spouse, who's going to be next to you every single night. Yeah. 
that's a big issue. And that's something that you need to take into consideration. Even if you have the funds to do it, even if you have everything to do it, if you don't have that community around you, you probably shouldn't do it. Well, exactly. We did it with the gyms. We talked to everybody. We did it. And honestly, we – hey, listen. It's another Instagram moment. Um, like we first started Iron Heaven. I'll be honest. Like, there are some people in Omaha that I don't hold grudges that I'm a little jaded at. Yeah. That we, we, we announced we're going to do this gym, Iron Heaven gym. The name itself can be throwing people off that are just gen pop health. Um, and because we're like, well, this is gonna be like arm burst. This is gonna be, you know, like quads. Yeah. This is gonna be the shit. And there are so many, because Omaha's got a huge competitive bodybuilding community here. It's one of the biggest in the Midwest by a shitload. We have yeah. a lot of entrance here. A lot of people train. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be just like that. And we're doing all this stuff for these guys. And 95% of you did not sign up. Correct. And so we're like, all right. Well, let's get on the fly. Let's, let's, you know, we had to overcome the name a little bit in that aspect to say, like, no, I mean, like Jeb, what's Jeb, 72? 70 something, yeah. Yeah, he's there every morning giving me shit. That's awesome. Because he's in there, and my, Brittany's clients, they're 65 plus. Yeah. It's a whole community help, but because of it, a lot of you guys would be like, yeah, so awesome, almost got this, but you didn't support. So at the same point, like, we had that model, but we had that plan, and we dove in. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, where are you guys at? Oh, you're all full of shit. Okay, so we had to go out, but we also realized we still had to go out and earn their business. Yep. We still had to go out and reach out to them. And there are very good friends of you and Mike. There were coaches in Omaha, and I won't name drop you. Yeah. I really want to. It's still <laughs> never been in the door. Some of my best friends on the planet have not been in the door to sign up a membership, and I don't fault them. I'm like, okay, it just means I haven't done enough to earn your business Correct. yet. I'm not going to say I'm not internally a little salty. Yeah, yeah. I am. Yep. But I, I like as a personal mission to be like, hey. But this is the cool thing about that has been the aspect that you know the vision that we had when we first started the gym yeah. to where the vision is now is completely different. Yeah. Right. So it, it's it's actually a really cool thing because it's actually allowed us to kind of develop and grow the gym in the direction that we want to put it and drop our personal egos. Right. And drop our egos because it was like, oh, we're gonna make this gym that's a hardcore gym and nobody else is gonna lift there except if they want to come in and slang and fake fucking bang weights. And then yes. we go. All right. Well, that so doesn't pay the bills. That doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and and the thing about it was is once we started shifting the idea to no, this is a community. This is a community that cares about you. This is a community that's going to help you no matter what your goals are, and whether or not you want to slang and bang or you want to come in and just do cardio, that's great. But we're going to be here to support you do that. Well, it was it. I'll give you straight up. Like I, I'll be honest, and you can. Well, maybe this might be a snippet. I was like, man, I don't know CrossFitters around here. I don't get that stuff or whatever. I'm like, that's weird. And I don't, I do regular pull-ups and I, I made fun of it. I'm not going to lie. And then we're like, you know, we kind of want that CrossFit business to be good for business. So we, we're 24 hour access. So we, we put some platforms in, we did some of the bars and stuff. These people work out harder than I do. Correct. Holy shit. They work out harder than everybody. They work way hard. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to like, all of a sudden I raise my game. Like I'm not in the CrossFit section of the gym at all. I'm over like doing my own thing, do isolated movements, but I'm watching them go ham mm -hmm. and just absolutely. I've seen Bailey, Bailey run yeah. out to go throw. I'm like, oh my god, pushing them. Like, like we had a CrossFit kid which come in. Like you cool up on my people through a workout here on a Saturday. It was super early. I'm like, yeah, man, get down. Like you want to join it? Hell no, no, not at all. My yeah. hat's off, and it, it honestly broadened my view. And like I'd put my words on. I, I'd eat my own words. Like you, you. you you fuckers go hard. Right. Good for you. Right. And then I hadn't been around powerlifting much, honestly. I was around all bodybuilding. But I see Big Eric and some of these guys come in, and and I forget the guy's name. He's on our Instagram. The squats, like the the, uh, the smaller guy who like beat everybody in our deadlift competition. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. His form was pristine. Watching this dude deadlift 600 pounds to the point that he basically put up and then fell down. Yeah. Because he, he did, did fall down. It was funny. It, I'm like, it was funny. And I'm like, 
that dude could kick my ass in weights, and he's like half my size. Yeah, L- literally like half my size. He's a one seventy sixer. Yeah, like a hundred yeah. pounds less than me, and I'm like. You know, hats off. So the thing is, like, yeah, it changed our business model. Wasn't we had design at the same point made me grow as a business owner, as a person, because I'm like, holy shit, like, it just changed. It changed my mindset, yeah. and it, which was awesome. It makes me challenge myself. Now I don't want to bench press with you and Guffy. I have no desire to ever see how much I can bench. I'm good with just lying to people about it. Real honest, I'm not gonna lie to you. Kids right. ask you how much you bench press, five hundred pounds. If you say it fast and really quick in response, it's more believable. I have no idea. I can usually get away with that. <clears throat> yeah. So you look like somebody can get away with 500 pounds. 500 for sure. easily. For sure. Easy. Oh my yeah. God. You gotta see with some passion, you know. But it, it, but for me, like watching you guys do that, I'm like, shit, man, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go from 30s to 35 pound dumbbells now. You know what I'm I do? Is I, up a day. I, 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 I give them my bench in kilos so they don't know. There, there you go. go. See? There you go. That's actually <laughs> yeah. not bad. Like, what is that? Do the math. I don't know. I don't know. Look it up on Google. <laughs> um, and, 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 but it is, and it's funny because we were wrong. Yep. And we adapted, yep. opened up our horizon. It changed me as a person in my gen. So now when I go to these conventions, I go to these shows for Rexius or Iron Heaven, I'm like, CrossFit Gym, I'm like, hey guys, if you guys ever want to use our thing on a Saturday, by all means, you, like, we adapted. I'm like, do you go join in? No, I can't do that shit. Right. I really can't. Like, yeah. it's, but I, it just, it, I think that's the beautiful things that made me change as a business owner, just from a financial perspective. But me as a person, I changed, opened up my eyes to more sports that I had no idea were that badass. Right. So, I mean, I know a lot of powerlifters, bodybuilders make fun of this or that. I'm like, sorry, you guys could shut up. Yeah. That's just way harder than the crap I do. Yes. So, um, another one is, What's the number one thing you two agree to disagree on the most? And I love when it came through and I said it to you and I'm in my head, I'm like, God, there isn't a whole lot, honestly. I, no, and, no, and there's not, really not. Um, we, we're fairly like-minded. I will say this, like we, we adapted as business partners from the beginning mm-hmm. to now dramatically. Yes. Uh, we agree, we, we agree, agree that we can't text each other shit if we're mad. Correct. Period. Because it's going to end up in a fisticuff fight. Now, let me explain how Nick Lang or Tim Rex's fight might go. <laughs> I got wicked-ass long reach, but I'm terribly slow. So it'll end up into a wrestling match where it'll last about 120 seconds, but we're both breathing super heavy because our cardio is out of run and be like, you're lucky I didn't. And that will be the extent of it, <laughs> of a fight between Nick Langer and Tim Rexis. I know this. I'm yep. not going to tell you I'm Tyson. I'm not. I use no. my face to block punches. So um, I'm super agile. <laughs> uh, but uh, we don't really disagree in a whole lot for the most part. Like, we have a few things here and there. The height of a TV for the treadmills was a, a conversation that could have gone multiple directions. So I, I will say this. Motive. I will say this, actually. This is a good one because – we have we almost got in a fist fight. Um, actually, well, yeah, but this was like the one time that everybody's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like, people shit get oh shit when we get pissed because yeah. I don't get mad. I don't get pissed off very often. So, anyways, uh, I am a much more let's get shit done. Let's not talk about it. Let's go. Yeah, true. You are a let me think about this. Let me think about it a little bit more. Sure. Let me let me kind of make sure that everybody's in the right place, and then we'll go ahead and do it. Right. So that's where we disagree. And we've learned that about each other, which is the reason why we don't text each other, because <laughs> nine times out of 10, I'm like, hey, get this shit done now. And you're like, dude, I'm just trying to get shit organized and get people in the right places and blah, yeah. blah, whatever. So there's a big there's there's a discrepancy there, yeah. but it works out well because my it's the same thing of like when I get pissed off, there's a reason why I just leave. I don't talk to anybody. It's because of the fact that like if I'm going to talk to you, I'm probably going to rip your fucking head off. Yeah, true. Right. It's so, true. It's true. So yeah. it's one of those things of like it's the same exact thing in this aspect. But the nice part is, is that you, you from a business partner's uh, standpoint, help to make me take a step back and look at the situation and go, 
yeah, okay, you're right, or no, that's fucking stupid, right? True. So it, it works out well, but that's because we know each other as business partners, and that has something that's been evolving. And I also think it's, 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 it's a trust issue. It yeah. really comes down to trust, and, right. and it's you know like we had to do the demolition, and they say, okay, that's your. Okay, cool. That's cool because I want to know the electrical. I got a few other things that I worry about, like what's this, that, or the other thing. Okay, I'm going to group everyone, get everyone there because I'm old and my I, this shit is for show. I don't want to lift all that crap myself. Let me organize like six or seven people to show up. I'll get it all done and boom, it was beautiful. Yep. And then we knew the equipment at gym too, the Southwest Challenge Media Rearrange. And Nick's like, hey, I rearranged the gym. Sweet. Just did it. I don't have to fucking do it. Before, I'd be like, no, let me get part of that planning process, whatever. We discussed a little bit. Yeah. He's like, no, I ordered it. What do you think? Oh, it's fucking beautiful. And I didn't have to do any of it. It's even better. Yeah. But, you know, two years ago, it would have been an argument. Yep. And I think it's a lot of it's just growing trust and just being like, okay. and I, I know we were working on making a flyer. I'm like, hey, I think it looks good, but can we throw this to Brittany and Nick and just get everyone's opinions because that's just me. I'm not egotistical about right. it, I guess. Or a lot of people get in business like it's my way. And I think we've learned after enough time, like between the daycare fuck up and the original planning fuck up, we've yeah. learned to drop and, egos. And uh, equipment fuck ups and yeah, yeah. all sorts of all sorts <laughs> of things. Yes. We, we fucked up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see. Did you get any on your messages then? Oh, that was that one. There was one. I got one more of mine for sure. I want to talk. You guys you. should fuck up on a hot tub. It's never dude. gonna happen, dude. That's new. If I can get my landlord into ta- talked into buying the North Park building, um, and ho- I know he watches these, and then tear it down and build me a big Morton building, we'll move Stonegate to North Park is, and we'll have him put in some more plumbing. There you go. So, ish. I didn't it's, say it's plumbing. I don't. Uh, okay, I, cool. I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those discussions. <laughs> um, all right. So the one that I will touch on that's actually a bodybuilding slash nutrition slash whatever one. Yes, he was, he was pretty active about this one. Pisses me off. Um, so one person asked, how can I get rid of belly fat specifically? Targeted? Targeted. <laughs> oh, don't poke the bear. <laughs> so let me make one thing very very, very clear. This is like a get-rich-quick scheme to me. Correct. Okay? Your body does not pull body fat from places you want it to pull body flat, fat. It doesn't fucking work that way. You want to see abs? You want to see a six-pack? You want to get lean? Diet and yeah. cardio. Sure. It's two, two things. It's pretty fucking simple. And I'm going to be real with you. Nine times out of ten, your stomach, your lower back, your glutes, and your hamstrings are the last fucking places to lose body fat. Yep. Everything else will lose pretty quick. You're gonna get. You're probably gonna get toned arms, toned shoulders, toned quads. Mm-hmm. Your back and your belly are the last two places that are gonna lose body fat. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. And he's not saying you can't increase heat. You can't no. increase the water that's held in the area right. by wrapping the stomach. But that's not losing creams. body fat. But you're not losing body fat. You're pulling extra water. Correct. That, and it is. And you can manipulate it. You absolutely can. It's the last place you ever sweat your stomach. That's where your fat is. That's where your water stores are. Fat's water soluble. I'm not saying, but I'm saying if, if you're at 20% body fat and you're hoping to see a six pack first, it's not going to happen. No. I've seen so many dudes quit diet processes because they lost fat on their arms first. So they look like they felt like their arms looked smaller and their gut was the same size. 
I might have happened to me a few times. <laughs> um, and it's why he's smiling at me right now. And I Don't get it. That. I get it's in your head. That's why I bought the Fit 3D machines for my store so you can genetically see a 360-degree model of where you're gaining muscle, where you're losing fat. It's to get people to quit quitting workout progress and, and major transformations and recompositions because of some stupid ideal they have in their head that they were going to wake up the next day with an eight-pack. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I saw my fucking abs till about three weeks out of show. That's correct. Not all of them. I see like two of them, which was cool. But, you know, that's just not my frame. It's just not the case. And it's, an, it's a, people trying to get the end result without the work. It's not going to happen. No. Abs are built in the kitchen anyways. Yes. 95% of my issues is not training. It's diet. Correct. That's why Nick has to take the reins. Correct. I can diet plan anyone else, but not myself. No. Because that's just me. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. You, yeah. I self you, you will figure out how to put fucking Skittles and or Pop-Tarts into your plan. Every I'll time. make them fit my macros and convince you it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm a hell of a salesperson. So yeah. here's one I got. What does it take to become an influencer within the industry? Now, if you're talking in the health and fitness industry, uh, this is great. Um, I honestly want to touch on this because there's a lot of you out there doing it. And we've touched on this before. Like, if you really want to become an influencer, and this, this isn't just in our industry. This is um, – this is just in jobs in general, and I, I said the same thing to everyone when I went through applications. I had 25 applicants to be my assistant, and the first thing I did on all of them when they got to me through the first state interview was look at your social media account. Yep. It's the number one thing. I don't care where your degree is from. I don't care what grade you got. I don't care what GPA you have. I just give the speech in a middle school to teach you about shit themselves. I'm like, nobody cares. Mm-mm. Let's try to go to Harvard or Yale. Nobody gives a shit. It doesn't, it doesn't mean a damn thing. What are you doing to help your current employer, whether you like them or not? That is what impresses me. Right. Your ability to adapt and, and integrate with people and react to people is your life's value in today's society for mm-hmm. any business. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you got a degree from. Your ability with people is everything. And you want to become an influencer? Start influencing people. Start actually having impact. One, I can tell when you buy your followers. I can tell when you buy your likes. It's super simple. Mm-hmm. So that shit doesn't work anymore. It's why Instagram's looking at getting rid of likes, which I think is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, you know, views are organic, and that's pretty easy to watch. But, you know, you want to become – got to start influencing people. Now, there's so many wannabe fitness influencers right now, and I've been – I've had like probably seven or eight messages. Either I answered them or Jamie did, and people were messaging in like, hey, I got an idea for a podcast. Hey, I got an idea for this. It's great. Let's do it. Like, don't try to use my platform to launch it. Go ahead. Like, you want advice? Cool. Come in. Talk to Chad uh, with Studio 402, CC Media Content. The dude's brilliant at it. I mean, he'll help you do all the technical stuff. You think I didn't run any of this shit? Who's no, that he, guy? It's, it's, he's incredibly average. And, but he's just kidding. He's, he's the, <laughs> but they have hire a professional help you out a little bit. Just, hey, be straight. Like, hey, I have a 1000 bucks. Hey, I have $300. They'll, they'll be straight with you. I'd appreciate that versus somebody going through a whole lot of work to give you a pitch. But anyways, I digress. Like if, if your entire model is that you are good looking, okay, you're going to get some followers. You're not going to be an influencer no. because you're a dime a dozen. There's a thousand of you that look better than you that are doing the same exact lap pull-down videos with no explanation or stupid as don't do this mm, videos. Oh, my I God. Like you've been to conferences yes. where they make fun of this. Yes, every time. Stop doing it. Yes. Give value to people for free. Yeah. That's how you start. Like this, I'm giving this for free. We'll use it to my industry. And you can touch on this from the fitness aspect specifically. I'm showing you how I became successful and how I've grown this empire to what it is in 10 years. And I'm telling you every step, every trick, I'm not holding anything back. You know why? 
Because I know 99% of you do not have the balls nor the work ethic to even remotely come close. I'll bring you in the warehouse. I'll bring you in the stores. I'll show you everything. Yep. My point of sale software, I do it on online all the time. People ask me from other store chains. I've had them come up here and take tours. Totally fine. Cool. I'll show you everything. You'll never do what I've done for 10 years because I've only begun. 10 years is the first step of five mm-hmm. to me. Right. And, and that's why it's fine with me. I'm giving away all this shit for free. I haven't monetized. I, hey, if YouTube wants to give me a check, I'm working on my way there. <laughs> Make sure you tell your friends to like and subscribe. Um, but, you know, that's the thing. Give away that value for free and see what happens and see who you can impact without anything in, re- in return. Then you're an influencer. Yeah. And when you get to 50000 then people might start giving you some free shit to promote. You're not going to get paid. No. You get 100000 might get a few bucks. I've got people who are out pimping – Spartacus pre-workout packets and, and popcorn stuff that we just started that have two, 300,000 followers. And they're awesome just because they love what we do. We give them some free popcorn. They launch that stuff out. They love it. That's the extent of the situation because I was honest. Like, I don't have any money to pay you. Yeah. But I really think you're cool, and I'll give you some free popcorn. And they're like, well, hey, we like what you do. That's cool, and I like free popcorn. Sounds good. Yeah. I think a lot around here in the Midwest is they have like 10,000 followers, 5,000 followers. like, I want to get paid. Good luck. Not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Like no. from you, like you you deal with it more because you are a paid athlete. Right. And you know, you're not a pro yet. Right. I say yet, because I think you're gonna get there. One day. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm one of his few friends that hang out with him while he's in prep because I I don't mind just straightforward, Nick. But um, <laughs> no personality. But but, just... but but it's because you bring an added value to things that other athletes don't. And you right. can touch on that more. Well, so okay, this is the thing. When it comes to being an influencer, quote unquote, being an influencer, or being an actual getting to a point where you're a sponsored athlete, right? Yeah. So I'll just kind of dive into for from my scenario. Um I actually was able to meet one of the one of the representatives from the company that sponsors me, and him and I had a talk, and it was one of those things of the reason why they wanted to work with me was two, twofold. Number one, knowledge, things that I can actually talk about and, and um, portray to everyone and help them understand. And then number two was me as a person, I hit a demographic that's different. I'm a dad, I'm a business owner, so on and so forth, right? Yeah. I'm not this 20-year-old dude with abs that has a whole bunch of Gymshark people liking him, okay? That's not <laughs> me. That's, it is what it is. It's true, right? So it's one of those things of, you know, when it comes down to becoming influencers and becoming somebody that can actually impact the world around you, a lot of it comes down to what, again, what knowledge are you spreading? Yeah. Um, who are you actually helping? And then as far as social media goes, and it's something that I'm really learning right now, is your network that you're kind of working with that promotes you, right? It's not just you promoting yourself. You have to have other people that promote you. My, my entire business from, um, from, from a coaching standpoint is built on referrals. I have never done it to a point where I'm like out there pimping myself as a coach. You it doesn't happen. To, and you right. don't have to anymore. Right. No. And so it's one of those things of like, that's not that's not me boasting. That's more of an aspect that I've been giving so much free knowledge to everybody that I understand the same exact thing as you do when it comes to business. Nine, 90% of the time, even if I give you the knowledge, you're not going to fucking execute. Well, no, it's not. And, 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 so, and so it's one of those things of like, you know, from, a, from an influencer standpoint, if you actually want to do something in, especially the fitness industry, you need to set yourself apart. You need to be, the reason why if you see some of the highest influencers right now, don't even compete. 
they're people that are just on YouTube doing random bullshit, right? Yeah. And they're getting contracts with a lot of these companies because of the fact of who they are as a person yeah. and being 100% genuine about who they are. Again, you're never going to see me wear Gymshark. You're never going to see me going in into the styles that are going on. I'm going to rock what the fuck I rock all the time. Yeah. And I'm going to be who I am. And if you like it, great. If you don't, great. Don't care. Exactly. And that's that's the difference of an influencer and somebody that can actually have an impact on other people's life. Are you fucking authentic? 100%. And I think that's why I've gotten such a huge falling so fast because I don't fucking care. Right. Like, I really don't care. I, it was, you don't like my hair? I don't give a shit. Yeah. You don't like what I wear? I don't care. I, I had to explain this to my daughters. I'm bringing cargos back. I don't give a shit if they're not cool. It's man. they're fucking handy. Man. Okay. Come There's on extra now. pockets. I don't guys don't get purses, okay? And I'm not gonna wear a satchel. Yeah, but, but okay, no, this is the problem. You're gonna, you're I'm gonna have snacks on you though. I don't I'm, like it. I don't I'm like gonna that. influence like people that. to bring cargos back for guys. That's my fucking goal in life right now. <laughs> but so and the thing is like I've told people like like where am I at now? How do you get paid influencer? Yes, I'm I'm starting to get paid for certain things or getting offers to speak because I've been doing this shit for free for years. Right. I've been Speaking at high schools and universities around the trice, well, four or five states now for less constants, about 2011. So it's nine years in the process. We just started putting the shit on video last year because I got a, one of my best friends says knows how to run this shit. Yeah. I don't know how to fucking do it. Yeah. Otherwise, I should have been doing it for, I'd have a lot of content. I'd have Gary V level content if I fucking knew anything about this crap back in 2011. Right. But I just now started doing it. And like, we have the One Million Cups here next month. It's one of the biggest entrepreneur organizations in the country who asked me to guest speak. They're not paying me. I'm like, okay, I go, can I bring my videographer in? But yeah, I'm like, God, 2011, Tim, you're an idiot. You should have been doing this shit for years. <laughs> I'd have so much crap, and that's why we now we're getting the point so big where I'm, I actually I'm not getting paid. I'm paying someone else, an assistant now, to help me respond to all this shit so right. that I can keep up and keep the the schedule. Before we were just posting whenever the fuck I had time. Now we get on a schedule and it's cool, and I don't even know the schedule half the time. So they tell me, and it's it's it's. But that's where I'm at. I'm just gonna keep doing this shit for free with the opportunity. Like, hey, we might want you to come speak over here in, in New York, and here's the pay. Listen, if it's ten bucks, you're there. I'm good, you know. And at this Do point, some weird shit for ten bucks. I, I, it's freaking, <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face. But it's, I've been doing it for free for years, and people liked the value that now I'm getting asked to speak, and now it has an actual backed up value, and it takes a long fucking time. And for you guys talking about the fitness industry specifically, really look at what's out there right yeah. now. What can you bring that no one else is? Mm -hmm. And for the most people, and I'm always honest when they call me, like, okay, tell me what's your what's your hook? They yeah. go, what's your hook? What are you doing? Right. And if you're like, hey, I'm gonna be like you. I'm 40 this year. I'm gonna compete for the first time in a couple years, and I got six kids. Like, say you're in base me, and I'm gonna compete this year. Okay, you got something. Right. You're gonna show. You're gonna inspire the people our age that are fighting the fat dad body who are trying not to go on. You know. Lipitor for the rest of their mm -hmm. life or a bunch of other bullshit drugs that I'm trying to avoid too. That's us. I'm gonna follow that. Right. That that's cool. Right. You know, at 20, 21, 22, 25, or under the age of 30, okay, now you really have to bring a new hook. Yeah. Just being pretty guy or girl ain't gonna do it. No. Just showing people how to do lap pull down videos, not gonna do shit. You need to bring value to people. And it's be not, authentic. And be authentic. Yes. And you're all listen, if you filter most of your shit, that's a problem. Right. It really is, yep. you know, and, and, and you're a dime a dozen. Well, and so I, I always look at it this way. One person that both you and I grew up on and that put out a shitload of free content in the fitness industry before he ever was known by anybody was John Meadows. Yeah. 
Right. And so, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the things that I'm doing now are a lot of, a lot of mimicking of what John has done in the past, because I can still remember back when I was 18 working at a nutrition store and, uh, 19, whatever it was. And I still remember going on YouTube and looking at specific unique exercises that he put out there and it was just his YouTube channel. And all it was, was like these shitty videos with a flip phone that he had taken of these, of these movements that he was doing. And I was like, man, that, that, that looks pretty cool. Let me try that out. And it's, and it was free content like that. And even his mountain dog, his mountain dog diet, uh, website was free for quite some time before he started started charging. But it was one of those things of like, okay, this guy grinded for five, 10 years, same thing as he grinded for fucking 15, 20 years to get his pro card. Oh yeah. But he grinded five. Yeah. But he grinded five, 10 years of putting out content without anybody really noticing. And then all of a sudden it got into a snowball effect. And now all these coaches, these programmers were like, Hey, I need to show people how to do these movements that are bugging me up. I'm just going to link to mountain dog videos. Right. Mountain Dog One on YouTube, and that's how I learned all my shit. Yep. Same thing. We yep. grew up watching the guys, and then he's just nice to boot. Yeah, he had that non-intimidating personality. Correct. And I'm and for me, even at my age, guys, I'm gonna be forty this year, and it sucks. Um, he's I older. Your, I can hear your joints creaking from here. By the way, it does. It hurts. Like hell. you're welcome. Um, it's this diet I'm on. This asshole put me on this diet. It's terrible. <laughs> Makes me get salmon at nine o'clock at night. But anyways, I heard hot tubs are good for joints. Oh my! <laughs> there we go. But <laughs> so, but watching him like now, it motivates fist me in because face. fist in face, fist in face. But it anyway, motivates me to look at him and go. I still the games. He's like, I'm still training hard every day. I'm still doing. My, like that's mm-hmm. awesome to me. That's motivating. So, understanding what value it is, and he gave it away for free for years. Yep. And he should monetize it now. You've given hundreds of thousands of people, probably in the millions, free advice for decades. Yep. And I know these people are like trying to like. And yes, there's a few people that are younger that are, have a million followers that are making millions of dollars. Yep. I get it. They're the exception to the rule. Just plan on being the rule. If you happen to become the exception, good for you. That's a surprise. Right. Under promise and over deliver yourself. That's the best position to put yourself in. Well, and, and the thing is this majority of those people that are that exception either got started early with or, or you know, were getting into the, the trend early. They, they were right. the beginning of the trend, the new right. platform before it launched, and you happen to be one of the top suggestions. Gary Vee talks about that on Twitter. He was one of the top ten suggested people to follow when you signed up for a Twitter account. Right. It's because he put the time in right from the get. Right. And you can watch his videos and cool. He he says the same shit repetitively. Correct. He has for years. Every video he has is just a new stage with the same shit. Yep. And I love it. And because he, he goes, What do you want me to do? Make up new crap I didn't do? Right. He goes, I went on Twitter for four hours a day, jumped into every conversation until I finally got noticed. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think the biggest thing that people need to realize, and that's another thing that we need to point out too here is if you want to become an influencer, consistency, consistency in everything that you do. So it's one of those things of like, that's one part that I'm picking up from social media because my following starting to grow a little bit faster. It's not nearly what it needs to be, but it's starting to grow a little bit faster. And that's because I've been consistently posting. I've been consistently putting out content and consistently showing everybody who I am. Right. And so it's one of those things of, I think people need to understand that those are the top two principles that are going to get you to a point where you become a sponsored athlete or whatever, because anymore IFBB pro doesn't mean shit because they're giving out pro cards. Like it's fucking candy. And especially with all the new classes coming out. And I, I, not in the aspect of putting anybody down by that. I'm just saying from an influencer standpoint where you could actually monetize your name, it doesn't make that big of a difference. Not, not that it doesn't mean anything that when you put it in your title, right. I'm seeing 50 people a day with the title. Right. 
It, does, um, it, it loses the value. It loses the luster. Right. I get the system. I get the classes. I get yep. that more people are staying yep. in the sport a lot longer because of health, because of intelligence, right. which is another reason, which is good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there, there's like 20 of them in a while. Right. So, and, and so that's what I'm looking at is more than anything, it's are you authentic and are you consistently putting out a message that's a same coherent message to everybody? Yeah. Right. You do that. And over time, you'll get to that point where you're a solid influencer. Yeah. But it takes time. I mean, think about it this way. You've been posting now and putting out messages now for over a year, right? You haven't gotten to a million followers yet. Nope. Right. And it's so it's one of those things where it's like, again, just like business, just like health, this is not something that you do overnight. This is something that's going to take time. It's going to take effort. And you have to understand that it all comes down to consistently putting in that effort day after day after day. Well, it's, I've had Instagram now for eight years. And I've been putting out free shit randomly, mostly just rants that were whatever that yeah. I didn't know how to do a lot of. Yeah. But I built it up, and you know, and last year I'm at thirteen thousand and change, which is a lot for most people. And yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to keep grinding to get to hundred thousand, to two hundred thousand, to three hundred thousand. Where yeah, I mean, it's aggravating. I understand, especially in the in the in the fitness industry, it can be very aggravating that you know, hey, I just got to dress more naked, right? And boom, I'm at fifty thousand people. But there's no value with that. Right. You're not going to get paid for doing that, correct? And if you think people who are looking at your Instagram to stare at your ass are now going to take your advice, it's probably not going to happen because no. it's a different audience you've created. Yep. Same thing with YouTube. Same with Facebook. Same with anything. It's you know, base it on value, mm-hmm. and that's going to create value. And it's um, and I like the fact that people are like on the internet because this girl or that guy just looks high. I, go, I get it. But if you're a fraud, you get exposed a real lot faster now on social media. Yes. They're going to put you on blast. If you don't know what you're doing, making diet plans or programming, you're going to get in trouble real quick. Yep. And people like me will call your ass out if right. you get somebody else sick from doing it. I don't care. Right. Sue me. Yep. I mean, what are you going to sue? <laughs> I got six kids. I ain't got no left. Um, so, <laughs> but and that's the thing is, it doesn't bother me. Yep. The internet and this is like it, it allows people to grow quick, but it also will expose a fraud real quick too. So if you do it from a place of genuineness to help people, you're going to win. Yep. And that's just my, my two cents on it. So yep. do you get any other cool questions? Or is that about it? No. No. They're all diet. And all diet questions. Workout questions and nothing Come on, that I really want to touch well, on. <laughs> so, um, I, the other one I got was like I heard there's a third location. Listen. <clears throat> When there is a third location, I will announce there's a third location. If I have not said anything, there is no third location. Okay, I'm not saying I would never want one. I'm just saying it's a financial uh, upbringing that is absolutely insane. Um, so there will be no third iron location until there is one, and I will not tell anybody early if there was. Correct. So don't even ask me because it's a firm freaking no. We keep expanding current locations as they are. Yeah, we want to build our own building for location two down in the south corner of town. Um, thanks for going right for the throat. I appreciate it, though. That was, it was, it was great. Um, but, I mean, moral of the story is, you know, and this whole talk can be basically summed down to work your ass off. It's just work. And work your ass off and be authentic. Be authentic. Don't be afraid to take some advice. Ask us. That's what we're here for. I can't get to everything, but you know, it, it's we never really thought five years ago we'd be sitting here right now. No. And I know in five years from now, my goals where I want to be are lofty. Way bigger than this. I don't even begin to tell people how large my ambition is. Yeah. Because most of you would call me insane, and I don't really give a shit what you think, anyways. Yes. Take that attitude in life, and you're gonna get someplace. So, thanks, baby Rhino. Hey, you're welcome, brother.
Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Next week, we're actually going to air an episode where I was the guest on another podcast, actually in the studio. So I got to be on their side of the table, which was kind of cool. The Dad to Lift podcast. Great guys. They have memberships in our gym and they use the studio. So we'll be airing that one on our platform next week. So make sure you check it out. Toast. To the homies that could never see the light and the haters that forever see my ghost with a night. Oh, man.